hello everybody welcome to the heat army podcast and uh let's see what a week it's been uh on and off the pitch i said gates had give a good account of themselves in the first half against wrexham on tuesday unfortunately they were makers of their own undoing uh later on in the match but um say there was a, a big audience watching and the reason we know that is because mine and mark's twitter's blew up we'll get into that a little bit shortly um we've got a few things to talk about um we've got obviously of course the injury to uh, owen bailey out the 68 weeks which is a big blow a real shame um so hopefully we can get him back into the squad and fight and fit but there's other lads that can fill into the midfield like elliot forbes and dan ward We'll cover all that shortly. Of course, we're going to Wheelstone on Saturday. We're going to be talking to Peter Franklin, who we spoke to earlier in the season. And we're going to recap the, the Wrexham game, as we said. And before we go any further, Mickey's got an announcement for on Saturday that we better uh, get... Uh, yeah, get that again. straight away. Um, Charity Race Night Aladdin Club on Saturday for Teenage Cancer Trust. £3 on the door to get in. So it starts at 7 o'clock. So if you want to come, please get out. And let's raise some money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Yeah, the absolutely fantastic, great cause. Uh, so if you can get down there Saturday, and um, if you if you don't know where the Aladdin Club is, the best if you go on public transport is go to Gated Interchange and get the number twenty one and get off at the Aladdin stop, and it's just underneath the bridge, uh, down over that is. So yeah, get to that. Um, right, Mark. Uh, obviously, we we covered the game on Tuesday. Um, we knew what we were doing it on the national teams on the national uh, TV streaming service. Um, we thought it'd be a big game, but we didn't expect the the reaction uh, that just erupted on social media after the game. Yeah, I mean, we knew, I think we knew because it was Wrexham and you could tell by the away support. I mean, amazing for a Tuesday night game, other end of the country. Well, different country technically, I guess, but uh, other end of England, we'll say. Um, that there was going to be a, a, a big sort of viewing audience at home as well. Um, the game itself, I, I know he's asking the question about what happened afterwards, but the game itself, yeah. Um, first half, I thought Gateshead were every bit as good as Wrexham. I don't think um, Wrexham could have really complained if uh, Adam Campbell had taken that chance um, to, to put Gateshead ahead and, yeah. and given them a lead at half-time. I just thought right the way through the team in the first half, I thought there were some brilliant performances. Um, you know, from the, the Ethan Pye, I thought it was exceptional throughout the game, but in particular in the first half. Um I thought Kenton Richardson had another good game. Um, don't mind admitting I was surprised that they were in different positions. I thought Pye would have been left back and, and Richardson sat about with Louis Story. Um, but that, that worked in the first half. Um, I thought when Bailey was, was excellent in midfield, his work rate, well supported by the other two lads in there with him. Um, looked dangerous out wide and, and I thought Elliot worked really hard up front. Second half, I think the class told. Um, I, I think we we were told by the, the BBC lads beside us that Wrexham have a habit of grinding teams down. And I kind of think that's what they did. You know, it's not pretty, but it's effective. They came, they came out the traps pretty quick, didn't they, in the second half? They, they went straight up up to our goal mouth, didn't they? And yeah. there was a statement of intent from, from then on, wasn't it, really? We, we, we had about 10 minutes in the first half, but after that, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest viewing. You know, you're playing against players that probably should be playing in, in League One, some of them. Um, some certainly in League Two are football league players without question. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, I think what I would say is there was there was two or three mistakes on the goals. 
Um, and when you make mistakes against those sorts of players, you get punished. That's the top and bottom of it. Um, I think last season, you know, I'll not name clubs, but when you go to some of the clubs that Cato were playing last season, you probably got away with those mistakes. Yeah. But um, not when you're playing the, the Mullins of this world. Yeah, Mullen and uh, Palmer have got the habit of being in the right place at the right time, whether it's to pounce on something or just to slot at home. So, yeah, it's um, a strange one. But before we go on like, with any further, obviously, during the game, of course, Wrexham, they've got the Hollywood owners, and we kind of mentioned it in, in passing and a little bit of a joke that I, I think you said you were Team Jackman, now said it was Team Reynolds and all that type of daft stuff. And he actually tweeted with, uh, during the game, so if anyone hasn't seen, this is what this is what the first put thing that he, he replied to us. He said, um, uh, "I will not tolerate the Jackman praise," which was you know, and I thought that would be the end of it, really. Um, then after the game, of course, there was just so many, and during the commentary, there was so much praise uh, for the commentary that me and Mark had provided, and um, put up, you know, slightly overwhelmed. Uh, at the response to our commentary uh, this evening against Wrexham, never expected it, and you know. It, nice to get recognition all that type of thing you can read it there you can read the tweets and any comeback use were utterly fantastic uh thank you for listening i wish i could have been there in person and then as you can imagine um all of his followers liking following and then looking at mark looking at everyone involved in the tweet and um i think that that tweet there i think it said half a million views now so it's really weird and my phone is still going now uh with like likes and people saying that they enjoyed the commentary still. So it's a, a massive thanks to everyone that tuned in. It's just, uh, you know, just a, just it's about just time that Tony's got the recognition. I'm going to come in here. It's about time he's got the recognition. I've been telling Davey the same thing for a long time. When the two ways are on the commentaries are absolutely excellent together. And he's a better than some of the BBC and some of the local, like, uh, fan run commentaries. And I keep saying it is. The only thing that's it's called. The only thing I would say you've got to listen to him. Well, <laughs> the, the big thing is I've got I've got a bone to pick actually with Dave, which is yeah. I've already seen him tout himself to Owen Bailey on Twitter. That, so, <laughs> well, he's in. I know that you can't make every game. I was just saying commentary. <laughs> um, I, I saw that, um, but no, I mean it, it's. Um, you know, we, we both enjoyed doing it and, you know, we've had some special games that we've done together, particularly last season. Obviously, the, you know, the Chorley one will live with me for the rest of my life. I've got no doubt about that. And not just because I saw Dave cry, but, um, you know, just the whole experience of the game. And the best part of the game, and I will say this, is seeing Phil Marshall do that Cruyff turn and inside his 60-yard box and Dave coming so close to dropping the F-bomb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I'll the watch way... the highlights of that now, and I still shape myself a bit. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's the, the reaction to Tuesday has been been brilliant, and and um, it, it, it was nice to to get praise for what you do. You know, in, in the job I do, you you either get praised or you get bollocked. Um, thankfully, it was the the former of those two. Um, and it was just nice to nice to get that. But yeah, really surreal. Um scored major, major dad points when uh when William I was very jealous when I got home and I showed her that he followed us as well. I was like, Well, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. um, then worryingly, given that he's only seven, no, he's not, he's eight, sorry. Um, asked to watch Deadpool, and I was like, No, let's 
years and we'll think about it. But, yeah. uh, I, I even touted myself to be an extra in Deadpool as well during the commentary, but uh, there was no yeah. take up on that. Um, yeah. Just just moving forward, of course, there's the injuries, uh, the injury to Owen Bailey, which is obviously not great to see. Um, Elliot come in and did okay, but th- there is um, backup on the bench that can play in that area, plus plus ca- uh, contact can drop a little bit deeper as well. So going forward, yes, it's a big blow, but the squad is in a much better place than what it's been for a vast majority of the season. Definitely. I mean, you could you could even put Mags there. Yeah. You could play Definitely. Mags in, that, in the Bailey role. Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, you can drop Conta back. You've got Wardy there, and you've got arguably, well, he's one of my favourite players, and Elliot Forbes. Mm-hmm. Elliot Forbes is, is used to playing there, and he's, he can play centre half as well. So it wouldn't be an alien role, to Elliot Forbes, neither. So as good as it is, especially for Owen, yeah, we are quite lucky. We've got two or three players that can step into that role. Mm-hmm. So I always feel a little bit more sorry for Owen when he picks up these injuries because he's had two cruciate ligament injuries during his career. Yeah. He's still a young lad. And, he, he, you know, I know it's it, it's not as serious as that. It's, you know, six to yeah. eight weeks, I think it was said. But I just think any time away from the pitch, it, it, it must hurt him because of what he's been through early, early in his career. And obviously his brother Ryan's gone through the same thing where he has had a, a serious injury, had an operation now. But I think Owen, you know, they say that thing of you, you kind of don't know what you've got till it's gone Get to yeah. do though. They they know exactly what they what they've lost. Yes, there are players that'll come in and and fill in. But I think Owen's. I think I said it many times last season and this season that he's for me one of the most important players in the side. Yeah. With the day he signed, I thought, having seen him at Newcastle's twenty threes or twenty ones, um, I just thought it was an excellent sign, and and nothing I've seen since has has changed my opinion on that. Um, I think he's a football league player. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, they'll be fighting over the crutches in the Bailey household. <laughs> the will <won't> <laughs> Um, just obviously looking forward to the weekend. Wheels doing away, of course, they're, they're, they're doing well up the league, but they're still one of the few part time sides in the league. Um, obviously, you know, it, going down there, it's it's going to be another big ask, but if we can do what we did in the first half and, and carry that forward and try and cut out some of the mistakes, then we've got to be a Got to be, um, you know, in with a shot. You know, the, the, the part-time, full-time argument, right? So if, if we go back 10 years, 12 years, yeah. when Gateshead went full-time, I think in the National League or the conference as it was then, I think it kind of did make a difference. Mm-hmm. But now I look at players who are part-time, you know, if, if they're not at work, they go to the gym. If they're not at the gym, they're training... But- they're better educated and on on yeah. um, on and nutrition as well. I think the the one difference it does probably make is the time on the training pitch with in terms of tactical mm-hmm. um, and that that sort of side. But I just think from the fitness argument, I'm not 100 percent sold on it now. I think yeah. a lot of part time players will look after themselves. You know, they, they eat the right things, they do the recovery process, which is more important. They look after the sleep patterns, which is probably the most important thing in terms of recovery. Um, and, and you know they, they go in the gym and, and they're fit. It's simple as that. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, it's it's a big test for Gator going down there. You know, Wheelstone having a great season, um, and it will take a ninety-minute performance of what we saw for forty-five minutes on Tuesday to get something down there. 
Yeah, it certainly will. Well, I'm gonna just before because uh, before I let you go, um, prediction for uh, Saturday. Uh, I'll go one one. One one. All right, you other. I will can stick go. around, you know, if you want. Oh, oh, if you want to stick around, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought, I thought I, you said uh, you were going to do ten minutes earlier on. No, 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 it's, I've got it's the fame. It's gone visited. What was it? Uh, careful, Dave. Uh, might need a widescreen to fit your ego in. Um, but <laughs> 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 um, hello to you and all. Mr. Walden has just come in, so we're both listening, of course, and he just sent that. Uh, we've got some more coming in. Uh, right, uh, before we go, quickly, um, I'll play a message from our sponsors, and then we've got a message from uh Davey. he's traveling back from the antarctic at the minute he's in the middle of the sea between the antarctic and argentina so we'll play out that message what he's sent us uh but after we've heard from our sponsors so uh we'll be well once i will get it up once i get to the right part for playing it sponsors first then Davy at sea Still, yeah, one second. So, this is it, it's all over. Spent nearly a month down here in the southern seas in the Antarctic. Now, heading north, I'm in the Drake Passage, the notorious section of sea between the Antarctic and Argentina. And you can see behind us, it's pretty rough. Got a few albatrosses following the boat as well, but I've waved goodbye to the penguins. I'm probably saying hello to puffins very soon. But in other news, disappointing for Tuesday night, obviously. 3-0, but it was, we weren't disgraced. You know, many teams will lose to Wrexham this season. They're a top, top team. One of three in this division, really. And uh, good luck to them for the future. And, uh, and what about all the media attention? Wow, the Heed Army podcasts getting mentioned by Hollywood, A-listers and all the Wrexham fans reporting in. I mean, I'm almost not worthy anymore of this uh, this show, but uh, very impressive and uh, a lot of hard work's gone in that over the years. So well done, Davey and Co. And Mickey, I should mention you as well. <laughs> it's excellent. I've loved the coverage. And as I say, just the result was disappointing. But we'll move on. Obviously, a lot of losing Owen Bailey was a disappointment. Four to six weeks. So what's that, late March, early April? So a big gun on that off. But we go on. And Wheelston, Saturday, as always, optimistic we'll get something down there. You have to be, haven't you? With the heat army at the end of the day. We've had our ups and downs over the years. And, um, yeah, see what that brings. You know, the Wheelston home game, that was that was flattening for us. So I remember when the game came around, home to them. I don't know, I thought I think we thought we were just going to roll over them. We were on a bit of a roll. We lost 1-0 and uh, it flattened us. It was a bit of a reality check for the division, to be honest. And uh, it's been up and down ever since, but positives, let's go down there, let's play the football we know, with the brand we play. A lot of Wrexham supporters commented about how good a football team we were over the two games. And, uh, and it's true, we just need to start getting results and points on the table. Anyway, come on here army, up the gated, let's do it, on we go. I didn't add that music. That was just, he's got a saxophone player on the boat. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's traveling back. Uh, bless him. It must have, it's been hard for him down there, I think, missing the football. But uh, we've, we've tried to keep him in touch with it all. Um, I mean, that, that music sounded like the one, those videos you're telling us about that you've got that you keep hidden away. 
Oh, yeah. They're the ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones you keep saying he's going to lend me and he hasn't even bought the boot yet. You know, they don't need to see the later day. Um, <laughs> got, um, well, yeah, David Edwards. Interesting, even though we lost the game, it raised the profile of football, uh, Gator Football Club, uh, just playing Wrexham and all the positives that we have. Uh, uh, with the fantastic commentary on the night. Uh, well done, lads. Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed to be not the perfect storm for us because you know we know we're all right but it was it was a good one you know there was you know it was a a commentary that wasn't didn't have any contentious moments that we had to maybe watch what we're saying or anything like that it was just it was it was a good game of football um apart from the goals for Wrexham but um yeah it's just one of them things and hopefully you know there's a lot of people that um tweeted me and Mark have said that you know they've only just started watching football because of Wrexham and the documentary and things like that and that they're getting to learn new things and stuff like that so it's just to play a little part and it's nice and who knows they might even use win the documentary mark do you think no no they won't uh, <laughs> he'd armies but uh evening gents thank you very much uh long journey uh we've got the uh, longest in the league is, uh, is it wheels in the longest trip this season is it not no. talking yeah talking um, it's always long for us, doesn't matter who we're playing nearly. Um, yeah, so keep that in. But um, also, let's have, what was the other thing we had to talk about? I've just it's escaped my mind at the moment. Um, oh, one second, yes, we've uh, got written down what I got here. Uh, yeah, mine's went blank. Uh, the, <laughs> it's great how you were praised for your professionalism on Tuesday. I know, yeah. it was, wasn't it? I was just thinking, he's been followed by <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, and I'm lucky if uh, George Reynolds knocks on my door. <laughs> <laughs> now watching, you know, sitting with a bag of uh, a box of Pringles, just watching us now and enjoying it. Um, well, if you are watching, messaging, uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> could you imagine? I don't think many of the Rex will not be watching it now. They'll be looking forward to uh, Saturday in Sheffield United now. Um, but just talking about the stream, I did mean to put this up one more time at the game there before. Um, it's the first time I've seen the national TV, uh, national league TV highlights because I've, I've never seen what actually goes out. And um, I know they added two extra cameras on on Tuesday night, but um, the production values you mentioned earlier on, Mark, for the price of charging have to be quite good. And um, well, go back, pause impressed. it, pause it, go back, mm-hmm. go back to the team, pause it, right? Go back to the Gateshead team, yep. Who's Owen Bailey? Oh, yeah, Owen Bailey. So take all that praise back. Yeah, we'll take all that praise back. Sort it out <laughs> nationally. Sorry, that's that's my, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it looked really good. Um, and, you know, having the multi-camera really made a difference. I know it's normally a, a single camera affair, isn't it? But uh, it really did make a difference on the, on the highlights, um, you know. The hope and in future to be able to give us um like a live feed of what's going on so we can talk while the, the replays are on and things like that for, for certain moments. So that'll be a, an interesting development if it happens. But, uh, you know, going forward, I mean, I, I know everyone's kind of wondering how what the price breakdown is and how clubs, if they make a decent amount of money out of it, if you aren't Wrexham. Um, going forward, if Wrexham go to the league, we'll see how long it lasts, if the interest is there. Yeah, you know, you've got to be, you know, but you have got to be honest because you know, with Wrexham gone, there's a big chunk of your revenue every week, isn't there? Well, there is, yeah. but I can't see it. 
Wrexham are just capitalising on everything, so... Mm-hmm. Well... He's just cynic in his butt. I'd like to think it would last if the, you know if the but I know this Saturday coming it won't be shown domestically only internationally it's only the midweek games that will be shown uh, on uh, in this country for you to be able to log in and watch although there is ways around that if you've got a VPN apparently um, but <laughs> well, probably best you don't broadcast that Dave probably but I think everyone in the mother knows how to get different things on Netflix these days so it, it's no big secret. Um, but yeah, I think see like the, the multi camera there and, and the graphics and stuff, it does give it another level, doesn't it? Uh, to what I mean, obviously Jack uh, does some fantastic highlights and he records behind the goal to make to make it look just like that. But for a live broadcast of non league football that isn't on a major TV station, I think it's uh, something quite look, special. The highlights I've seen of the game, I mean, uh, it it looks really good. To be fair, I still wouldn't pay for it myself, but. It looked really good. I mean, it's. I would say I'm with, with BT Sports FA Cup cover. Yeah, well, I wonder if clubs will be able, if or they might even capitalise on that. Let clubs be able to have if they've got a big game that hasn't been televised to go out, you know, and do it like this. I think it would depend on what time the kickoff was, wasn't it? And still, the, the whole yeah, true, yeah. true. Lots, lots of uh, ifs and buts there. If it's putting maybe, isn't it? It's no, a, it's good though. It does. No, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's something uh, different. And um, I say it's still in its infancy, but for that's its infancy. It's looking quite good, isn't it? We don't need yeah. to see the goals. Just, they, they no, no, we'll just uh, that Yeah, that's great. No, it'll just go as knocked again. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing we'll have to talk about, uh, that's what I, what I had when it you in, but it's come back. Um, Disappointing home crowd. Of course, we know what's happening on Tyneside. There's a lot of interest in, in the resurgence of Newcastle. But I thought with the uh, our our own big game, I thought we might have had at least a 1,000 in the home end, and that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, no chance. I knew the Dali would be sitting and watching the Toon game. Um, Toon dominate this area. Yeah. If, that's the situation. Yeah. It's uh, but as I say that I think um, uh, Newcastle's next one's next week, isn't it? Next Tuesday, I think it is. So, yeah. why are you gonna pop 18 quid when it's sitting watch the tune in the house? Mm. That 18 quid and buy, I don't know, 20 guns probably. Yeah, sit there and get absolutely arsehole and jump up and do when the tune score. So, yeah, I say, well, we haven't got a home game for a couple of weeks now. I think it's the 11th, isn't it? Now against you, the next four games are away. Uh, Wheelstone and so. Dollyhull are away, and I think there's been one, there's a rearranged one in there as well, isn't there? Because FA, uh, FA Trophy, I think Oldham's on the 21st or something. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. All right, but, I've, got, I've got the fixtures here. All right. So it's uh, Wheelstone away, Solihull Moors away. There was meant to be Yeovil, but that's been postponed because of the trophy. The trophy. Oh, so it's yes. the next five games, and then Oldham away and South End away. So next five games and all competitions are uh, away. Home. It's the 21st of February, Oldham at home. Um, which, Dave, you'll be pleased to know I can join you for. All right, well, that's all right. That's great. Uh, sorry, Owen, you can't come on. Um, so, <laughs> well, you probably have enough space because I'm not sure Oldham will have a commentary because they wanted 4 99 to watch the listen to the home commentary, didn't they? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, there you go, good. Dave. You know what to do. <laughs> yeah, we well, know it's going to be 3 99 Um <laughs> 
Evening, lads. Disappointing result on Tuesday. Uh, we held firm in the first half, however. Defensive errors cost us, I feel. Let's hope we can pick ourselves up the win at Wheelstone. Uh, fair play to Wrexham. Superb following away from home. Still have the faith Mike and the lads can get us out of the drop zone. Well, you know, they can only do what they did in the first half and hopefully put it in the back of the net and, and you know, pray that we don't have any little mistakes at the back. But I think that we've definitely seen a progression through the season to where we are now, the way we're playing now and capable of playing now to what we were a few months ago. Look, pains to <coughs> go on about uh, about budgets here, but it is mm. a fact that Gatel are working with one of the smallest budgets in the league, in a league where some of the budgets are probably bigger than I'd imagine some League One clubs. No, oh, yes, um, and I don't think that's an exaggeration to say that. By the way, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a difficult one for Mike and Busted, but what I would say, they are working with. Probably one of the best groups of lads in the in the, the league, in terms of the togetherness and the spirit. Um, you know, having been in and around the the stadium and seen when they're training and and you know when they're going out of training, coming in and just the the togetherness is there. It's so clear. There's a great spirit, and I know people who maybe aren't involved probably think that's sort of like you know that's not going to win your games, but it will in this league. One hundred percent will win your games. Um, and there's still a lot of very, very talented players in that dressing room, by the way. And and I'm not just saying it's only the team spirit that will keep them up. I think there's players in this team would get in any team in the league, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be a long, hard season. We knew that. You know, the end of it's going to be tense. It's going to be dramatic. But there's more than enough in that dressing room, in that squad. And there's enough talent in the, the management team to ensure this club stays up and, and you know can lay foundations for a, a you know a better future. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, a few years I'm talking a while back. When Gates had finished mid-table in the national league, it was a long time ago. I always remember talking to Davy Armstrong and Mickey Scully, and we're coming we're, we're coming to the other end of the season. It was we said boring. We're not involved in a, a league push. We're not yeah. involved in relegation to a board, so at least it gives a bit of excitement for till the end of the season. Well, yeah, there's something, there's something to play for, definitely. Um, we've got to be honest, I would take a boring end of the season, though. Yeah, I think we've got well, to... I would, but yeah. you know I what I mean? You. As a yeah. fan, you want, you know, a bit at least a bit of excitement, a bit flirt with the playoffs, which is neat chance. Yeah, uh, well, we've got a message, I think, from a Wrexham fan who's given us a prediction for Saturday, uh, Sunday in the FA Cup. He's put Wrexham 2, Sheffield United 1. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. But we do have a guest coming on now to join us. It's uh, Paul that was uh, with us earlier in the season, Wheelstone fan. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, chaps. You all right? Yeah, fantastic. Well, nice to see you, Paul. And you, and you. Yeah, um, I, the Wellstone players got over them life-threatening injuries. What they were diving around for up at our place? I, I think so. Yeah, I think they were. <laughs> <laughs> well, got a team full of toddlers. So, so you know, I think he's doing all right. But yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously, season's not too bad for yourselves at the moment, is it? No, it's going. I mean, it's going tremendously well. I think the acid test will be in the next few weeks now of the postponements and the size of the squad we have, but you know, to be what 37 points and two points off the playoffs and looking to push into the playoffs rather than looking at surviving the league is, it is beyond the, rub it in, rub it in. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, like, listen, they're, they're doing remarkably well, remarkably well. We Any Willstone fan will, will be realistic enough to, you know, it can turn on its head and you can have a, a few results that may go against you. And But I think we're, we're doing so brilliantly well with the squad we got and, and the fact it's part with part-time and everyone knows that. But, it, uh, yeah, it's enjoyable to watch at the moment. Yeah. If we and, ever get uh, game again with this sodding weather, but there you go. Is there much chance of there being the game being off on Saturday? Do you know what? It's a really difficult one to call, isn't it? Because you know the consideration for you as supporters and the Gateshead team to travel. Who knows? The, the problem was prior to the freeze coming in, the pitch was was wet because mm-hmm. of the rain we had, and we don't have the drainage systems. We don't. You know, we've got a good groundsman, but. You know, we, we're up against it even when it comes to looking after the, the pitch. So it was likely it would have been called off for waterlogged and then it froze. So obviously now it's thawing. Down here is very tropical, about three three to six degrees during the day. Um, I would imagine the pitch is quite wet and the groundsman won't have been able to get on it. So, I, chaps, I'd, you'd like to think it's on, it would be on, but I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was I wasn't looking away uh, in rudeness there. I, literally, when we're talking about weather, I got a tweet for some reason. My phone was no, listening no, 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 no. about no forecast for the weekend, uh, but it's it says late in the weekend. So, but uh, yeah, it it yeah. it's always a problem, isn't it? Especially for the the clubs at our level, um, trying to justify money for a pitch, their main players, um, and hoping to get games on. But it's happening to some of the big clubs as well. You know, not everyone's getting their games on. It's it's right across the leagues even uh how bad it has been for the weather but uh, uh weather aside and how you doing but what's the what's been the highlight of the season so far don't see the winner gate said but uh <laughs> no, i mean i think the goal against gate said was good well, unfortunately i wasn't there but you know the individual goal was good by reese brown the, the highlight i guess do you know what i i don't think there's one you can pick up i think the good thing about wheelstone is if we lose a game, we tend to bounce back afterwards or we get a draw, we get a win. You know, we don't, we had a period where we, we sort of won one in nine and then we've gone and won sort of have, we've only lost one in about 10 or 11. Um, there's been loads and loads of like little highlights. I would imagine we do very well up in the North, you know, Gateshead and, and. Oh, are you still there, Paul? Oh, we've lost a bit at the moment. Hopefully, he'll come back. Um, hopefully, the connection. We'll we'll give him a second. Hope. Are you back there? Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You froze on, on our end. Apologies. Yeah, I'll tell you, you said you had. I'll tell you why you left us. You left us when you went. We have a good. We had a good time up in the north at Gated, and and then that was one we missed. Uh, we York, Oldham. Yeah, we have travelled well considering we're sort of a small club part time. You know, we've all we've well up in the north. So I suppose that's the highlight. The low light, I you could probably pick out more is the fact we've not been very good in the cups again, but mm. you know, you can't have everything. Right. So uh, we've had a message from one of our listeners, uh, uh, Mick Scully. He's put as things stand, give me boring. So he's, he's not up for the relegation battle. It's too much on the heart rate. Um, but yeah. Um, so how's things going with the squad at the moment as well? Uh, is they fight and fit for the, if, if, if the game is on at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing being communicated otherwise. Just prior to the the, the big freeze, we had a couple that were injured. So, I, uh, Muck Kinsella, our fullback, unfortunately got concussion over Christmas mm-hmm. in a training incident and had to sort of 
hopefully he'll be recovered from that. We've signed um, the lad from Torquay. Hopefully he's going to be fighting fit as a centre forward. Uh, Akinola, who we've had on the bench, who hasn't, re- who's been on the bench early part of the season, but he's been injured. So I think we're going to have a fully fit squad as as much as it can be. I think the problem we're going to have had is the contact time with the management and the players is going to have been of a minimal period. So. Yeah, how 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 are we gonna how are we gonna play? I mean, how Gateshead are gonna play? It's all, almost like the form book will go out the window. I should imagine for the first couple of weeks to almost get that match fitness back and back into the groove and just see how we get on from there. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a worry, isn't it? When because uh, I'm presuming that the train is it about twice a week. Then if, yeah. um, uh, so obviously if, if you're playing two games a week and training twice a week, then there's obviously a lot of contact, a lot of things talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but yeah, I suppose if it isn't, it isn't happening all the time. It can be very frustrating. But I'll, I'll let Mickey ask some some questions and Mark if, if you've got any. Gonna, I was going to ask how much of a blow was it losing Brown? Do you know what? At the time, it didn't personally. It didn't feel like it was going to be too much. I think we we got half decent money for him, and you can't blame him for the move. Um, as it's played out, you know he's been consistently playing well for Woking and scoring goals. So I think we've probably missed him more. Than, than we would first have imagined. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it, it was a blow because we've scored goals, but we haven't got that out-and-out guy that's going to score and take charge. And not only that, you know, you saw the goal against Gateshead and yeah, he can turn he can turn the game on its head with one little yeah. bit of skill with the pressure he puts on the back four, playing on that edge of that box with, his, with the ball at his feet. You know, defenders are scared of him and, and that's where he was really good. So, you know, we've got Max Kretschmar, um, who's come? Who's come in and sort of played more regularly, having signed from Woking? You, know, you hope think he sort of has that effect. The new lad may have that effect. Um, Corey Anderson, we've got obviously a f- um, fella Olamola misses a few chances. Hopefully, he's going to get back in the groove. So we've missed him without doubt, but we've seemed to have done okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Well, I hope that Olin Waller just has another off day on Saturday, and the rest of them have an off day, and you just roll. And we're going to have a roll over this time. Yeah, mind you, that Paul, I couldn't help but he went like, "Oh, he's not firing on all cylinders. He's not doing this. He's not doing that." I'm like, you're two points, two points outside about the playoffs. Playing well, you'd be top of the league. No, you're right. It's you've got to put everything into perspective, and this being negative about the team whatsoever squad are fantastic we play great football mm-hmm. uh, you know you just want that little bit more and I think we're probably a striker away from being in the playoffs you know that deadly yeah. that that you've you've seen it you lost your two lads to the to the higher echelons of the National League we've lost our lad to the to Woking we lost Umara back into the football league these things happen right you've just got yeah, to deal yeah. with your clubs of the yeah. size we are the money we probably pay them, all that type of thing. You can't blame them for moving on. You can't blame the clubs for taking the money for potential signing uh, um, transfer fees. So, yeah, I th- we're just we're just that little bit short of being in the playoffs. Now, listen, I would have taken that saying this to you in the end of January, rather than sort of you know we're, we're a striker short of staying out of the bottom four. So, you know, I, we can't complain. I can't complain. It, 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 it's been good. It certainly has. It's, uh, it's just, I'm it's not been... jealous at all. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um... I would gladly take your place. Take your places, but we knew it was going to be an absolute struggle. You were down there the season before. That's right. 
And that's what I was going to say to you. You've got to take hope. You know, you've got to build season on season. You, you've been in the top league. You know, you've been in this upper part of, the, of non-league before as a club. So, you know, you, you're going to understand that. But you've just got to maybe survive the first one or two and then you start to build. You know, you look at the recruitment, we'll say, if you look at the team year on year to what we had last year, and it was around this time last year we played Woking away and we got battered. And everyone in that away crowd were worried for the future of the club in the National League. Yeah. And if you look on uh, 12 months later, the squad, I mean, there's probably four four or five left and maybe two or three would get in the team, that type of thing. So you've got to just you know, almost suck it up to survive, survive and build and build and build. And you'll see recruitment will be better. You know, you, you guys have signed your centre forward recently. You'll see that just being in the league and establishing, you'll get you'll get the players and it, it will it will work. You've just got I think it took a little time for some of the players that have played at this level before to get back up to the up yeah. to the level as well. Um but uh, just just aside from on the pitch, uh, how's the the Wheelstone Warrior? Because I've seen a news article saying that he had been attacked. Oh the Wheelstone Raider. Um yeah, Raider, I'm, sorry, not Warrior, yeah. He uh I, I haven't seen him at games recently, but I know he'd been away. I think he's been away in Thailand on holiday, so he may well be back once the, the, the football starts again. But um I understand that it was probably it was seemed like it was something and nothing. It was probably sensationalized. I can't say for sure because I'm not I've not seen yeah. him myself personally. I'm not I'm not friends with him if you like. I know who he is to say hello to. So yeah. but I, anyone's unduly concerned for him. I think he was all right having seen some of his Facebook posts in uh, Thailand. So yeah, I think he's all right. <laughs> he's living it up. He is, um... He's not coming home with a wife called Frank. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll quickly move on. We'll quickly move on. Um, have you had the the Wrexham influ- uh, bump at home yet? Have you played them at home? We played them at home. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers. It was a big, bigger turnout. We got we drew nil nil with them, didn't we? So uh, mm-hmm. we kept Mullins quiet and uh, whoever the other lad they got up front, name whichever ones they had. Yeah, Palmer and and uh, Mullins, I think, played up front that day. Yeah, we kept them quiet and, and not upset them, but uh, ruffled ruffled them a little bit. I don't think they were they were expecting little old Willstone to, to put up a fight like they did, and uh, you know we didn't roll over and let our bellies be rubbed. Um, you're just you know, it in loads, aren't you? Since we're just <laughs> rubbing <laughs> you're rubbing it in loads. We just got beat three 0 off them on Tuesday. You know, it's all. Oh. Hey, listen, we've got to go to the race course in what in f- three weeks, two and a bit weeks' time. <laughs> we'll see. I, I can't unfortunately go. I'm away, but let's just see how they get on out the race course. They're formidable down there. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, look, it was one of those, right? And I said this the other day on another podcast. Re- whenever Wrexham play, it's going to be almost a bit like their cup final. It's going to be their biggest game. There's an extra 10% in there. There's an extra 500 on the gate, wherever it may be. So yeah, they're there to be shot at because of who they are and what they are, which is fair mm-hmm. enough. And they're, they're adapting well. And, you know, we play particularly well. And if I'm honest, I don't know what they were like at Gateshead, but they don't play a lot of football. No, no, not no. at all. They, <laughs> um, 45 they minutes. They rely on restarts, set plays and a long throw. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a Wrexham fan, I'd be like, this is a bit dull. But, you know, they're robust. They're quick. They've obviously got the money to be able to pay for. You know, you look at the lads in their squad. They're all playing League One and League Two over the last three or four years. They're gonna undoubtedly going to roll teams over just because of who they are and what they've got. We got them on a good day where they probably didn't play particularly well. We play particularly well. And if anything, Wilson are very good at defending. We don't let many goals in. 
mm-hmm. and we're very resident. So we got we we did well. We got a nil nil. We fully deserved it, and it was a great a great draw for us. Yeah, um, so we've got a message in uh, asking what's the average attendance has been like this season. Of course, you're playing you're higher up the league as as it um, um, reflected in the stands. It does, yeah. With I mean, with how our home crowd, the core support is probably between a thousand and twelve hundred. You know, mm-hmm. a takeaway. You know, Gates said, "I don't know how many you would bring a hundred. You know, so it'd be thirteen hundred possibly there on Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. Wrexham come, it's nearer, probably nearer." 2000 so it's certainly oh, oh we haven't lost him again hopefully he comes back um just um just going forward we've got del davis has given us four two to Wrexham. we've got a lot of Wrexham fans joining us thank you very much i would take your prediction as well for your game um a lot of thank you everyone for all the kind words from Wrexham. Uh, you're back with us you broke up there but um it's all right um but I would say, just looking towards Saturday, obviously you're flying high up the table. You would expect to get something out of the game. I'm going to put you on the spot for a, a prediction. Um, I'd we do it as a family actually, because a lot of my my mum and dad and brother and sister and everyone goes. So we do it as a thing. I think I did. I put three nil or three one to Wildstone. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, I used to score. And and you know, I if I'm honest, I don't know too much about Gateshead. I wasn't there the home tie and I've you know it's difficult to see through BT highlights exactly what Gateshead are like but I would like to think we've got too much for you but you know that's just purely I think the heart speaking in as much as what I've seen I think we're I think we're a better unit than what we were uh, with the additions that we've made since earlier in the season so hopefully you know it's a a bit more of a a competitive affair but uh, we play for we play a nice attractive game the best team will win on the day, yeah, no doubt about that. Hopefully, the referees don't get involved because I know National League like like yeah. crap. There's, so. there's, there's a couple that like to be uh, the centre of attention. <laughs> I think me and Mark did a uh, a game a couple about a month ago. I think it was just before Christmas. Oh no, it was the York game, wasn't it? Uh, just after New Year, and the referee ran over with such vigour and like anger. To just put out a yellow card, it was ridiculous that, that you thought he was going to run and give a red card, and oh, it was just, it was a nothing tackle. And yeah, that's the referees at this level. Or not best not get into that too much. No, no, but no. uh, see, uh, for the fans coming down, where's the best part to go to near the ground before the game? Um, we, I can't say for sure, but obviously the veil where we where we have. On occasion, we don't allow away fans in because of numbers. I don't know with what it's like with Gateshead because obviously I don't suppose. Be- I don't think we'll be coming down in the hundreds. So yeah, I think it may, may be fifty but or so. We're very close to Rysett Manor, so there's a Weatherspoons pub. There's a, a craft beer place called the Hop and Vine, which I know they're they're two that are frequented by Wheelstone fans. Um, but it's within walking distance of of Rysett Manor Tube Station, Underground Station, and Rysett Station, and and there's a high street there so there's a number of food outlets and and, and pubs but yeah weather spoons in rice manor and the hop and vine are generally the two that i would suggest get get yeah. told about oh well fantastic well um as i said enjoy the game on saturday uh thank and you. thank you for coming on no um so hopefully we're in the same league next year but we'll be able to speak to you next season it'd be great to have you on again yeah best of luck guys you know i know i know how hard it is down there watching teams down there but uh as long as your team puts a fight in, what what 
there's not more you can do, right? And it, it appears that Gateshead are trying their best to get the right players and mix in. So it, it will be what it's be. It certainly will. Well, uh, Paul, once again, thank you very much. No problem. Nice to speak to you again, Paul. Take care, man. Bye. There we go. That was uh, Paul there. It was nice to speak to him again. Um, just when he said about obviously bringing in players, we got to see a player that we hadn't seen play at home yet in Castro, uh, Kevin Castro. Um, first half, quite busy, looking very skillful on the ball, moving the ball quickly, got the ball underneath his feet. Second half, it wasn't getting up to a forwards as much and he obviously went out of the game. But uh, first impressions, Mark, what was what did you think when we seen him in going forward? He was, he was exactly what people had sort of indicated he would be. Um, not people at Gateshead, I hasten to people who I spoke to um, that were involved at West Brom, um, you know, a couple involved at Notts County where they were saying um, he, he, he'll show flashes of, of brilliance. And I think we saw that particularly in the first maybe 20, 25 minutes. There was a couple of turns and little tricks that he did and you thought, wow. But then I thought, to be fair, it's probably harsh on him to say that he, he faded second half because I think it was just that Gateshead's influence on the game faded in the second half yeah. as a whole, and he was kind of a um, uh, you know a symptom of that. That he just, I mean, he, he, he had a bit of flair, but he he, he, he wasn't um, shy of putting the shift in because he did drop back a few yeah. times towards defensive line to help out. You know, um, it was, so one hundred percent a player there, hundred percent a player. It's just getting him on the ball in the right areas. It was notable, I think, setting off in particular when he dropped a little bit deeper that he was losing the ball in possession. Uh, sorry, he was losing the ball in, in kind of areas you don't really want to lose the ball. Um, that happened a couple of times setting off. But again, he's young. You know, he, he hasn't, despite playing at knots, he hasn't played a lot in this league. So he is still adapting. So it, it may take time, but I think there's definitely a, a player in there. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you think of him, Mickey? Well, Mark basically said what I think. I was uh, initially, I thought when we're signing, I think, yeah, this type of player we need someone who can, he's got a little bit something different to what we haven't got in the team. And I think that's what I'm hoping for for him. And I've seen flashes of that in the first half. This there was more positives than negatives, that's for sure. I mean, the, the second half. He's too like glue at times, didn't it? When he was especially in yeah. cool quarters, he just seemed to be able to flick it round and move it. Um, but he seemed to link up very well with Elliot and Campbell. Um, there was a lot of I think hopefully that understanding can only get better between them when the more aware of where each other are going to be on the pitch. And as I said in commentary, and it was a commentator's curse when I seen uh, uh Aaron Martin warming up, I said, Oh, I've been looking forward to seeing this, seeing Elliot and Martin together, but wouldn't you know the, the replaced uh he replaced Danny Elliott, but that's a, a, a combination I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Yeah, he's got to hold the ball up and bring in players. He might score a lot of goals, Aaron Martin, but the, his, his strength in bringing the midfield into the game is, is massive for us. Yeah. I mean, what are all the injuries? I mean, you've I got know. Lewis Knight as well. I haven't really seen... We've seen, a flash, we've seen a flash from Lewis Knight when he uh, ran with the ball. Um, I think it was, but you know, the game was gone by then, and it was just trying to, you know, carve something out. But you know, as you see, he hasn't played much football still. He's still getting match fit and well, getting his touch and his eye in. Um, we've got a one here. Looks like the sort of player that will get you off uh, bums off the seats, perhaps more suited to the counter attacking. Uh, than the pace of build-up play that we tend to play. I don't know about that, Mickey. I think, uh, uh, Michael, uh, I think 
you know, if if we're doing a patient builder play, you want someone that can have that impact in the final third that can move and make something happen. I think Scully's on about the like his pace as well. Yeah. So if, you, if you're hitting on the attack and he, he oh, runs yeah. quick, you see him run quick with the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I certainly I mean, did. I you cannot really see an out of 45 minutes against Wrexham. I wasn't at the other game. No, no, I, I you know, there's, there's promising signs there. I think that's what I want to say. Yeah. Everyone else, oh, we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, if you'd like to send in your predictions for the game uh, away to Wheelstone, hopefully it's on. Uh, we heard they've had uh, you know, not the greatest time with their pitch. But Liv has put uh, 2-1. Uh, I'm presuming the gate said uh, Darren's going for a conservative 2-2 draw there uh, Mickey uh, did I, I already asked you earlier on didn't I uh, or did I not I forgot what Mark's one. 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. One, one. Mickey I'm going to put the cat among the pigeons I think we're going to turn it round it'll be 3-1 th- to gate 3-1 Mm, I think possibly 2 0 if we can get off to get an early goal and uh, settle it down and dictate. So we'll probably get flat and fall out. <laughs> <laughs> be positive, be positive. On that note, we'd like you to do as lots of people did on Tuesday night. We'd like to say a big thank you because what we forgot to mention is that obviously on the National League TV streaming National League TV streaming service, there was we don't know what the viewing figures were in there, but the viewing figures on uh, our stream because it was audio uh, available for people that weren't purchasing it. There was still lots of people from all around the world. We had Acapulco, Mexico, Brazil, New Zealand, Australia. It was just unreal. The messages where we were getting uh, things from, and that commentary. Uh, it, we finished the game on eight hundred uh, people that pressed play, and then because of the Ryan Reynolds influence of the tweet. There's been another 700 press plays since then. So there's 1,500 people have, have listened to that commentary in some form, uh, which is just unreal. So a uh, massive thank you for that like and subscribe from uh, who are following Wrexham. It really That's didn't... just because you've got on continuous loop. It is, yeah. <laughs> just listening to Mark tell us off. That's all it is. Um, it keeps us right, you see. But uh, look, if you haven't followed us on our other social medias, this is how you can do it. We'll be back uh, very shortly and get your predictions in. Ah, uh, yes, and uh, this was the thing that I was thinking about earlier on, not the, uh, the other thing about wheels doing. Uh, Alex Nicholson uh, has announced his retirement as well. Thank you, Mark, for reminding me. I'm not I'm not going to lie that I just come up with that off, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, Alex Nicholson uh, retired uh, as a Blythe player, um, had a great spell around the northeast, and uh, as I say, I, it was I was quite disappointed to see him leave in the, in the summer, to be honest. Yeah, I think the saddest thing is that he was the first signing of of this new Gateshead. Um, yeah. He was the very first one announced, so I think it's quite emotional in that sense from a from a strictly Gateshead point of view. Um, you know, and I think and I hope Alex wouldn't mind us saying this if he does hear this. There were probably some questions asked when he signed because mm-hmm. you know he was stepping into a full time environment after being part time for. Seven, well, six, seven years. Um, but I remember seeing him when he joined Blythe. Uh, to be honest, I remember seeing him when he was at Newcastle, when he was at the academy. But when he first signed for Blythe after he got released by um, uh, by Preston, he came straight in and, and just looked 
a very, very good footballer. But what stood out more was that he was just a, a decent lad. Yeah. And there's nothing I've seen over the last 10 years that has changed any of that. He's he's still a great lad. You know, he's still level-headed. He's matured a lot. And, and you forget the success that he's had. You know, he, he was part of um, a blind side that got to the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, he was probably one of the better players against Hartlepool on Tuesday night, uh, on the Friday night, uh, on the match of their cameras. <coughs> he then went to South Shields, had great success at South Shields, won the quadruple with them, um, went back to Blythe, won the National League, sorry, the Northern Premier League with them, uh, won the Senior Cup, and then obviously, like I say, went to Gateshead um, and, and, and was. Well, first of all, was probably one of the best penalty takers Gates I've seen in recent years. Yeah. Um, but in terms of his overall impact, he was he was just excellent. Whether he played at centre back, excuse me, you're probably going to hear my my dogs barking away here. <laughs> but, okay. about the, like I was just about to say, we 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 said that over the years, especially in the last three years, that players have been very versatile. But yeah. I would use a different word. For Alex, I think adaptable because he he, yeah. he molded himself into a centre back and he was uh, phenomenal as well when he did come in. He was, and I think what when I saw him at right back at various clubs, his strength was going forwards. It mm-hmm. was always on the front foot. It was you know joining in with the attacks or, or starting the attacks and, and then joining in as well. However, when he went to centre back at Gateshead, it wasn't the kind of bring the ball out that was his strength it was his reading of the game and that showed as a player he was maturing and and really sort of for me I think he looked more of a centre back than a right back <laughs> towards the end yeah um and he's gone back to Blythe and, and things just haven't worked out with injuries um you know he's uh, he's done all right when he's played but it's just this niggling injury and Achilles injury that's that's I think just got to him and, and made him realise that it's, it's time. he's only 28, so you yeah. could argue he's still got six, seven, eight years left in the game. But, um, you know, when yeah, he's... You know, he might, might recover and have a, a maybe six to six months to a year out and think, I might give it another crack. Hopefully he does. Like, Hopefully he's happy. Sunday morning, well, yeah. Um, got a fair. prediction here from Dave Edwards. When 2-0 at the Heed, Elliot and Campbell to score. That, that would be all right. We wouldn't take that. I uh, wouldn't uh, argue with that. Arthur Brown's going 1-1. Um, we've got another one here from Mick Scully. Uh, appreciate uh, we are away from home, but we could really do with three points before the gap to safety becomes uh, too big. Of course, Oldham, there was a chance if we had have um, reversed the result against Wrexham um, and Oldham didn't pick up any points against York, then we could have possibly been sitting outside the relegation zone now, but that's not the case. And Oldham um, are just starting to find their feet as well as a few teams around us. Scunthorpe last night beat Halifax. There's a there's there isn't a cushion there. Um, you know, but there is I think there's a couple of teams below us haven't got have played more games. So that's one saving grace on that side of things. But yeah, uh, three points sooner rather than later would be a massive uh, shot in the arm. Uh Christmas stories, but did you see Macaulay Langstaff was at the game on Tuesday night? Great to see a former player take an interest in our game still. Yeah, he's been to a couple of games, I think. Uh, nice to see him uh, still coming. He's obviously, he's got a lot of friends still in the team. Um, so, yeah, nice to nice to see him still there uh, coming up. And also as well, uh, birthdays this week, Carl Magny and Ben Clark as well. So a belated birthdays to them. So, yeah, got, got it all in there. Um, still time to get your um, 
predictions in, please do. Uh, we'd love to have that. Um, it was great to see the ladies' team photo on Facebook and Instagram. It's been put up by the yeah. by the club. Uh, so obviously, well, I'd be amiss if I didn't put it up again. Where Mickey's in the uh, in the starting lineup. Yes, yeah, new Tony Lee Mark. There he is. Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. He's playing left back next week. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so we're at Hartlepool Youth on Saturday, on Sunday. Sorry, two o'clock well, kickoff. I'm not actually sure if we're playing on the pitch or the 4G this weekend. Oh, well. I think it would be the 4G. So, so man, yeah, well, so finger get, get yourselves down, support the lasses. There's well, fingers crossed. Um, it's, it's a, another good result because uh, last week seven nil. Uh, not to be sniffed at at all. So hopefully they can build on that. Uh, right, we're going to wrap it up there, Mark. Thanks for Tuesday and thanks for tonight. I see we can, uh, I'm calling them Rai Rai now, but uh, hopefully if Ryan Reynolds is watching or Rai Rai. Um... <laughs> just, just for clarity, I'm not calling him that. Are you not? <laughs> Are you going back on the Hugh Jackman praise? I'm not. Just, I'm, I'm just calling him Ryan. Because <laughs> I'm not weird. All right. Uh, yeah. And I'll go ring George. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Colin Scott is put, uh, would have liked to have seen Wardy against Wrexham. I thought he might have come on, actually, um, for uh, uh, Castro when he came off, but uh, they went with Lewis Knight, of course, trying to exploit that uh, pace against the back line. But I'll say that just a special mention to the three centre-backs as well, Tunnicliffe, Toza and Hayden. They were a, a, a fantastic uh <laughs> trio weren't the uh, nothing was going to get past them, especially in the air as well. Uh, they were they were very very solid, and uh, you well, can see why. Going to kick it up to the air to them, like we yeah. did most second half. <laughs> well, it, it happens, it happens. But yeah, on that note, no, uh, Mark, seriously, thank you for Tuesday night and for coming on tonight, Mickey. Thank you as ever, and a big thank you to Davy Steele as well for taking time while he wasn't being sick off the side of the boat to record that uh, video for us. Hopefully he'll be back next week. And uh, to everybody else, uh, thank you for all your messages. And uh, we've got a, a one a last one last prediction from Christopher Story. Hard for 2-1 for Gator, but let's hope it is that. And uh, say, remember, stay safe, everybody. If you're travelling down, hopefully the game is on. It doesn't get called off at the last minute or anything like that, like we've seen in recent weeks for other clubs. But, uh, yeah, have a safe time. Enjoy the game, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. See you later.